like forever since we have recorded. It does. I don't know why. Me either. And we are recording on a Monday. Monday, Monday. It's going to throw us off. Yeah, that's absolutely going to throw us off. We're going to think that we need to be going out to dinner or something yeah. with our men. Yeah. Because we usually record on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing good. It's been a nice weather here. Yes. Yes. Some sun's coming out. Yeah. I'm not sure it's rained much here. Well, we had that tumultuous four days of winter. That's right. Oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> Woohoo. I mean, come on, for for California, four days of winter. That was a lot. And then we just right into spring. Yeah. Everything's bloomed up. Yeah, everything's blooming. Every child's sneezing their head off. Are your kids sneezing? Oh yeah. Mine don't you know what? Mine don't sneeze that much. Cars yeah, mine are sneezing. I do have to tell you, they're you know Casa de Fruta. Yeah. Cut Okay, only like oh, three yeah. people are going to know that. <laughs> so, uh, in between the valley and Gilroy, California, which is near Santa Clara, California, uh, there is a rest stop called Casa de Fruta, and it's yeah. been there forever. Yes. Anyway, what was my point of Casa de Fruta? Oh, yeah. During a certain time of year, something blooms there. And I can't stop sneezing. I literally cannot stop sneezing. When you go by it? No, like when we've stopped there. Oh, okay. I like I want to put needles in my eyes <gasps> and my ears because I don't know what it is, though. I don't know what it is in it's bloom. It's something there. Twice I've been there and it's happened. <gasps> I wonder what it is. Because they have a lot of stuff there. They do. It could be many things. I don't know. We did not ride the Casa de Choo Choo. Not that trip. Have you been on the Casa de Choo Choo? Yeah, once. It's very fun. Yeah, just one time. It was enough for me. Did you go into Casa de Treats or Casa de Burrito? Not burrito. Okay. Just the treats. They used to have have the the zoo. Yeah, I remember that. Which is horribly, I mean, it's, it was scary. Yeah. It's closed now. That's a blessing. It really is because... Somebody could have got hurt. And it was just sad. Yeah. And sometimes you'd ride you would ride the Casa de Choo Choo and go through the Casa de Zoo. Yeah. And you would see the animals and you're like, just someone set them free. Yeah. Be free. Free. Run free. through the valley. Yeah, free. Free animals. It it was sad. I didn't know. We went in there once and I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Where's Look. PETA? Yeah. Yeah. No kidding, huh? Yeah. Did you ever have any Casa de Wine? No, because I don't like wine. I don't either. No, I'm not going to drink that stinky stuff. <laughs> I Who drinks that? You know, and people say, oh, that has an amber taste of some dark wood, and that has a rose, rose taste. Okay. I didn't know people liked wood and flower taste. We don't have refined palates. Is that what it is? No, I have no idea. It probably is. And then they put their nose in there. And, and they I'm swish like, it around. Yeah. Just give me a beer. I'm yeah. okay. And then they breathe a little air in. Yeah. It's a process. I might go ahead. Yeah. It's not for me. Mm-mm. Just set me down at the creek. and. <laughs> well, the creek? Yeah. <laughs> With a cup of iced tea. There's me. I don't need all that fancy stuff. It's just not me. I'm not a fancy girl. Yeah. Just a normal little friend. <laughs> That's fine. You know, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it's all it's all good. But that's been here forever. Someone who has lived in the valley, if they don't know what that place is, I'm sorry. Oh, shame on you if you don't know yeah. what Casa de Fruta is. Yeah. Now, Sugar Plum, did you go to Sugar Plum Farm? No. Sugar Plum Farm was down the freeway. Okay. Like towards, not towards, uh, not towards Los Banos. You keep going straight towards like the ocean. Okay, no. It was down there. When I was little, we'd stop there a couple times. I remember they had the pink sugar. Oh. I never stopped there. Now, we would stop in Salinas for the artichokes. I'm Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, whatever. God bless everybody. Anyway. Yeah. Good times. Oh, well, I can't tell you how many times we've stopped at Casa de Fruta. No kidding. You would think people have never seen fruit before. Amen. Yeah. Oh, fruit. Garlic. Garlic. Wow. Look at, they braid it. (laughs) (laughs) They braid it. They braid garlic braids. They also have a a big renaissance festival. Yeah. um, That lasts what seems like a month. No kidding. Like they literally stay there like a month and they have different. uh, um, They have the renaissance festival and they also have different like art fairs and stuff there sometimes. Yeah. And they fixed the freeway. Remember when it wasn't like that? I swear some people got killed. They literally became road yeah they were part of the freeway yeah because they used to go right by it yeah i'm not kidding i know some children probably got taken away oh yeah i mean literally there's also an rv park a little hotel little hotel hotel. yeah it's fine now i have this has nothing to do with nothing yeah but here's a fun little fact yeah every time we stop at casa de fruta and we eat because they do have the casa de cafe i have to get Turkey club sandwich with French fries. It's good. Not especially, but I really, it just, it's like a tick I have. I have to get it. It's fine. Like you can't really mess up a turkey club sandwich. Yeah. But I just love them so much. And it's just what you get there. That's what I get. That's amazing. Yes. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah, there's a fun if fact. If you're ever at Casa de Fruta and I'm there, I'm probably eating a turkey club sandwich. With french fries. With french fries. Wonderful. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Peacocks. Okay. Yeah. They're all over the place. They there. are. For some reason. Yeah. Why there are peacocks at Casa de Fruta in the middle of a valley? I know. I don't know. But a lot of people have peacocks like as... Uh, Instead of a guard dog. Did you know that? They're good dark guard, guard dogs. Who? Like, what? Yeah. This yeah. is a fact. This is a fact. They make a lot of noise. That they do. Yeah. Do the, do the feathers fan I'm out? I'm sure. But I remember when my father would trim trees, like, for um, a lot of farmers. Yeah. Yeah. Peacock. And they had peacocks. Peacocks. <laughs> they were so loud. I'm serious. I said, Dad, let's get one of those peacocks. No. <laughs> so, you know. All right. And then my grandmother would say peacock feathers are bad luck. Oh. Maybe that was in his head. I don't know. Oh. And then I found a peacock feather in a Bible at our house, and I almost had a breakdown because I remember my grandma saying a peacock feather is bad luck. So I thought, oh, no. <laughs> What's going on at this house? Somebody's... Satan be gone. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh. How did it get there? I don't know. That makes no sense. I know. It wasn't that grandma's Bible, so maybe the other grandma was putting a curse down. What? I don't know what happened. I just remember that peacock feather in that Bible. I thought, oh, that's bad. It's just wives' tales nonsense. You know what I'm saying? And I was too young to know that, but my dad set me straight. Isn't that crazy? Like, you know, the one wife's tale I remember from my nan and pop, because I was staying with them at the time, and there was a solar eclipse. Oh. And nan was beside herself, because the wife's tale was that, like, bad things were going to come in. Oh. So we had to put towels under all (gasps) of the doors. See? But they believed them. Oh, she absolutely, like, that, it was fact. It was a and fact. And I was young, so I'm like, okay, let's put towels let's put under towels. the doors. Yeah. This Come is Come on, horrible. I'm helping. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just something. Yeah. I know. They had some freaky ones. Yeah. We don't have to believe that. We believe in the Lord. He takes care of everything. Amen. Amen to that. Now, you know. we've, mostly me, have rambled on about nothing for 10 Yeah. 11 minutes now. Yeah, well, me too. You know, it's what we do. It breaks up the day. It does. Yeah. We need it. It needs to be said. And, you know, some people have never been to California. Well, now listen, if you're coming to California, do not make a special (laughs) trip. 
not make a special trip to Casa de Fruta. No. It is not that exciting. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> but if you do find yourself just traveling yeah. from the Bay Area to the Central Valley or Los yeah. Angeles, if <laughs> you may want to stop. Yeah. Because it's not a destination. You're no. like, okay, listen. We're going to California for the first time. Maybe the only time in our lives. Yeah. We're going to hit the beaches. We're going to go to Disneyland. And I've heard magnificent things about Casa de Fruta. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be saying no. What can we take off the list? Disneyland or Casa de Fruta? Oh, Disneyland. No, no. No, no. No. No, no, no. No. Please, no. No. There's also the, the Casa de Merry-Go-Round. There is. Or Carousel. Is it the Casa de Carousel? I Maybe forget. Carousel. Yeah, Carousel. Do you think other places in the world have red pistachios? I would imagine, yeah. Or just the plain? No, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. I just always wondered about that. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. I always thought about that. Does other places have all this? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Because everyone always says not everybody has the produce that California has. No, they don't. But I, I bet you a lot of places import it in. Um, and I bet you like some of the more rural areas, maybe, I don't know, in the middle of, Calif- uh, middle of California, middle of the, of the nation. Yeah. I bet you they have a lot of neat stuff, too. Yeah, they have different stuff that yeah. we don't have. Yeah. So there we go. They may have a threshing floor. Oh, I bet. They might. Us and that threshing floor. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Anywho. This is going to be one yeah, of those days. It really is. It really is. <laughs> the Lord's with us today. Amen. Oh. Uh, do you want to say a prayer before we start? Yes, I do. Okay. Get that on. Lord, I know you're with me and love me. Give me peace of mind as I prepare for this time of study with you. Help me to focus on my books and notes. Keep me from all distractions so that I will make the best use of this time that is available to me. Give me insight that I might understand what I am studying and help me to remember it when the time comes. Above all, I thank you for the ability to be able to study and for the many gifts and talents that you have given me. Help me always to use them in such a way that they honor you and do justice to myself. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, so let's, oh my eyes, okay. Let's do a recap of Numbers chapters 19 through 27. Now, quite a bit happened. You know, I was going through it again. And so Moses and Aaron didn't follow God's instructions when they were supposed to speak to the rock and then water would pour out. Uh, Instead, Moses struck the rock twice with his staff and the Lord, you know, did not like that at all. And he told both uh, Moses and Aaron that they would not enter the promised land. Uh, The Canaanite and Edomite kings wouldn't let the Israelites travel through their land. King Balak had called for the sorcerer Balaam to curse the Israelites so they wouldn't be a threat to his people. But the Lord spoke through Balaam, and he did not curse the Israelites, and in fact, uh, blessed them three times. Some Israelite men were having sexual relations with the Moabite women and started worshiping their gods. Another census of the Israelites was taken, just like the one taken 38 years before that. Three sisters asked Moses if they could inherit their uh, their deceased father's property, even though legally it wouldn't would have been passed to his son and not the the, the girls. And then uh, God told Moses he wouldn't be entering the promised land, and he didn't argue. And Joshua was made the new uh, Israelite leader. Is there anything you wanted to add to no, that? No, I think that was great. Great recap. Okay, so let's move on to chapter twenty eight. Now, the, uh, chapter 28 specifically breaks down the offerings for the Lord, uh, daily, Sabbath, monthly offerings for the Passover, and then offerings for the Festival of Harvest. Um, did you have any notes for that part? Uh, let's see. 
Yes, I did. I just had um, the, the offerings had to be brought regu regularly and presented according to prescribed rituals under the priest's supervision. Following these rituals took time, and this gave the people the opportunity to prepare their hearts for worship. Unless our hearts are ready, ready worship is meaningless. By contrast, God is delighted and we get more from it when our hearts are prepared to come before him in a spirit of thankfulness. I love those last two sentences. Yes. Unless our hearts are ready, worship is meaningless. Yeah. yeah. You know, so just don't go through motions to go through motions. It has to mean something. Yes. It's worthless to do it. Yeah. You know. And I was thinking about this, like, why, why are we going over the offerings again? Because I had to think about it. I'm like, what? why are we doing this again? Because it was explained so succinctly yes. before in the, was it Leviticus? Yeah. And I, the only thing I could come up with is because a whole generation had passed. Maybe they had to kind of go over everything again yeah is that right or not i would think so that's what i i was thinking i i i didn't look into it that much but if i thought about it that's what i would think you know okay yeah okay um anything else for chapter 28 no but i whenever i was reading it i was thinking about the rituals okay and how it said that they take time and um don't don't just come, you know, unless our hearts are ready to worship, it's meaningless and, and rituals that we do, you know, like you, it could, they're very important and they take time and sometimes things like that could be tedious. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like preparing something, like preparing a meal for your family. But if you look at everything even ironing or anything that's a something you have to do all the time just look at it as doing god's work mm -hmm. and it may not be so you know cumbersome yeah cumbersome yeah you know what i mean yeah and so i just i just had that thought you know oh whenever whenever i saw that <gasps> in here no that's a wonderful point yeah if you're going to to do it, do it right. Take the time to right. do it so it means something. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. No, no, yeah. no. Like, you you said it great. Um, was there anything else? That's all I had marked. But yes. Okay. All right. So we'll move okay. on to chapter 29. And in this chapter, it's, it specifically breaks down even more offerings for the Lord. It, they talk about the offerings for the Festival of Trumpets. Offerings for the Day of Atonement and offerings for the Festival of Shelters. Um, did you have anything for, for there? Yes. Um, God placed many holidays on Israel's calendar. The Festival of Trumpets was one of three great holidays celebrated in the seventh month. The Festival of Shelters and Day of Atonement were the other two. These holidays provided a time to refresh the mind and body and to renew one's commitment to God. If you feel tired or far from God, try taking a spiritual holiday. Separate yourself from your daily routine and concentrate on renewing your commitment to God. Mm -hmm. That makes a big difference. Yeah. Separating yourself from your daily routine. Yes. You know, even just going for a walk around the block. Mm-hmm. Anything. Anything at all. Maybe go in the backyard and just enjoy the sun or the weather for uh, 10 minutes. Yes. A breather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, am I... Is this correct that these, these were in addition to the other offerings? That's what I believe, yes. Okay. All yes. right. And then it's... I, it said somewhere that all the offerings... Okay, because they had to be specific... And they had to be without defects. Yes. So that's a precursor to Jesus, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All leading to Jesus. All pointing to him. Okay. Always. Yes. Okay. Uh, anything else for chapter 29? Um, the Festival of Trumpets, Trumpets demonstrated three important principles that we should follow in our worship today. The people gathered together to celebrate worship. 
there is an extra benefit to be gained from worshiping with other believers. The normal daily routine was suspended and no hard work was done. It takes time to worship and setting aside the time allows us to adjust our attitudes before and reflect afterward. The people gave God something of value by sacrificing animals as burnt offerings to him. We show our commitment to God when we give something of value to him. God desires wholehearted worship. Our gift of money presented generously to God's work also demonstrates our thanks to him. The best gift, of course, is ourselves. Mm. Yes. You have more? I just, um, I was thinking about that and I was thinking about when I church on Sundays, like for our, us, we just have a routine that we go and then we, we fellowship with, you know, people there Mm -hmm. that we don't get to see other times during the week. And it does suspend what we do all during the other time. And, um, if you can tithe, you know. I know some people give their money to other things, but I just always figure if you give your, if you, if we give our money to the church, mm-hmm. which we support, then they can do with what they feel, you know, mm-hmm. that's what we support. And the renewing, like renewing one's commitment to God, I think when we do um, the Lord's table every month, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that, that is kind of a renewing thing, mm-hmm. like recommitting. And I was going to say one more thing. Oh, and then afterwards, like we have for us, our kid, we have a family lunch. That's great. But it is, it it's nice to all get together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something different during the week. You get to see everybody regroup. That's nice. That is nice that you it do is. that. It is nice. Not everybody can do that, though. No, no. And 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 you don't have to go to church to have a wonderful wonderful relationship. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to church to be a believer. You know. So though this the in these notes it says you know go to church this and that. That doesn't mean. It's not saying it in these Bible, biblical, you know. Mm-hmm. So. It, because I, and you correct me if I'm wrong, always correct me if I'm wrong, but I, it just seems like the most important thing is having that relationship with God. Like that's, that's kind of number one. It's absolutely. And I'm not, I don't know all the answers either, but it's not, oh, you go to church. Yeah, you're. There you are. You're okay. It's having a relationship, knowing that God, the gospel is the, the main thing. Yes. That di- that you know God died on the cross for your sins. You believe in him. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's not, oh, I went to church Sunday. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to act this way then, and then I'm going to be. How many people, how many of us know people like that? Sure, sure. It's not about going to church. I just, I so want to make that clear because there's so many people that, especially right now, mm-hmm. the fear of going out and stuff, it's, yeah. Is your church back in session? Yes. Okay. All yeah, right. we go, we have to stay so far apart and we have an outside area. We have an area where people can wear a mask inside. Okay. You know, different spots, but, you know, and we have it online. However... Some people aren't comfortable that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you think that the God that you know would say, oh, you didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. And you say you believe in me? Oh, bye-bye. No, no. that isn't how it works. No. Yeah. So just know that it's not about going to church, please. But it, it, it has also been really nice to see how the churches adjusted during the pandemic. And a lot of them did go online. Yes. So those that... Oh. that are part of a church community or maybe have never been and they've kind of found one they like to watch. Yeah. Like that's kind of come to fruition. It, it's great. Yeah. It is. You know, that is that is good. And then there's some places that say, we're not going to have church anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I just found that out yesterday. They're a church that said, we're not going to do church and they, we found out that it's done it all the time. Like, oh, it's too hot today oh. in the summer. We're not going to do church this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too, 
whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that that's a good thing, but it's not my place to say. Yeah. But, you know, just check where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Check their statement of faith that it's all biblical based and you'll know. Yeah. God yeah. will lead you. But just know you don't have to go to church, please. I, I just know so many people that have had that told to them and it's oh, terrible. Okay. You know, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've, you know, I've, I've spoken to a few people through the years and no one's ever been rude, but they've kind of looked at me a little sideways like oh you don't go to church yeah and yeah. it's like no and i'm not rude back like right. there's there's never been any rudeness or anything but it's like no that you know i don't yeah and you're one of the most faithful people i know like oh, well. but do you know what i'm saying like yeah anyway we could go on and on about that but uh yeah so. just don't let anyone ever uh discourage you either way Exactly. You know, either way, don't let anyone ever uh, discourage you. Yes. Um, and and I don't want anyone to ever think, oh, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't go to church. No, that's not it at all. Right. You have to listen to what the Holy Spirit's telling you. Amen. As everyone's different. Uh, is that not the truth? Everyone is different. That's right. That is for sure. Okay, so mm -hmm. should we move on to chapter 30? Sure. Okay, so chapter 30. 30 um the lord told moses about the laws concerning vows to the lord between a man and wife and a father and a young daughter now could you please read chapter 30 verse 2 yes a man who makes a vow to the lord or makes a pledge under oath must never break it he must do exactly what he said he would do there we are yeah there we are and then um in the note there, it said, Moses reminded the people that their promises to God and others must be kept. In ancient times, people did not sign written contracts. A person's word was as binding as a signature. To make a vow even more binding, an offering was given along with it. No one was forced by law to make a vow, but once made, vows had to be fulfilled. Breaking a vow meant a broken trust and a broken relationship. Trust is still the basis of our relationship. Trust is still the basis of our relationships with God and others. A broken promise today is just as harmful as it was in Moses' day. Broken promises add up. Yeah. You might be able to get away with a couple, but people yeah. know. Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? You still feel that. Like, if I promise something, I I want to keep my word. Mm -hmm. It means a lot. Yeah. It It really does. To me, it does, and to you, mm -hmm. you know. I used to sing a song to my kids I made up about that. But, you know, I know. You and your songs I are know. wonderful. Well, but it's true. You know, your word should mean something. Yes. It should mean it's important, you know. I just don't know if people... How many movies have you seen, Like like now that I think of it, that you see someone say, yeah, you got my word. And then they are, they, they lie to the person. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, just thought of that. But yeah. Oh yeah. And mm. you, I'm, this is something that's gone on since, since biblical times. But you know, you see it, it's just everywhere. Yeah. I mean, especially in government nowadays. And, you know, it yeah. doesn't matter where you are on the political spectrum. It's everywhere. Exactly. You're exactly right. Um, anything else for chapter 30? No, I've got... No. Uh -uh. no. Okay, so chapter 31. Now, the first half of chapter 31 is about the conquest of the Midianites. Uh, and then chapter 31, verses 1 and 2, Then the Lord said to Moses, On behalf of the people of Israel... Take revenge on the Midianites for leading them into idolatry. After that, you will die and join your ancestors. Yeah. Because remember last reading, the some of the men had gone with the with the, the women, women. Yeah, and they got involved with uh, with uh, idols, false idols. That's right. So twelve thousand men were ready for battle, and uh, Phineas, the son of Eleazar, led them into battle. All the men, including Balaam, were killed. But the women and children were seized, and Moses was very upset about this. Um, he ordered the boys and the women who had had intercourse 
be killed. Only the virgin girls could live. So he wanted almost all of them taken he out. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have a note or notes for that part? I have um, Balaam's story took, taken alone would lead us to believe that Balaam was an honest and God-fearing man. But here is the first of much biblical evidence that Balaam was not the good man he may, might appear to be. For Okay, that's all I have on that. Now... I don't remember, but does it talk about Balaam later on? Um, because if we're just going by what we've read so far. It does, and I think it's all in numbers. Okay. All right. And I think we've already covered him. Okay. Yeah. But he wasn't he wasn't that good a man. No. Okay. Um, I also have that uh, when we discover sin in our lives, we must deal with it completely. When the Israelites later entered the promised land, it was their indifferent attitude to sin that eventually ruined them. Moses dealt with the sin promptly and completely. When God points out sin, move quickly to remove it from your life. That's hard. Oh, it is. Oh, please. Yeah. Because we're born of sinful nature. We're born sinners. Mm-hmm. We're born going to hell. Mm. And God has a ship. He has this ship and with Jesus dying on the cross. And we're uh, he's saying, do you want to get on this ship to be saved? Mm. And we either say, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God, I sent my son to die on this cross for all your sins. Or we say no. Mm. So if we say no, we're going to be going to hell. If we say yes, we have eternal life. You know, yeah. it's that easy. Yeah. So... It's, I think this is just something that's always going to be a curiosity and I'm not judging. I'm just no. talking it through because, you know, when it says here, when the Israelites later entered the promised land, it was their indifferent attitude to sin that eventually ruined them. Why did they still have that indifferent attitude towards sin after everything they'd been through, after everything they'd seen and experienced? It's just curious to me. I I'm, I know that's just the way it's supposed to be, but I just don't think. I, okay, this is before Jesus came. Yes. yes, so they just still, they just still are sinful, and they just, even though they know, they know. Yeah, they just still are sinful, have a sinful nature, and you know they don't know. Yeah, they just. Just like us. Yeah. Why do we keep sinning? Because we're born that way. We're more prone. It's harder to follow Christ than it is to 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 not sin. Like, we want to sin. Yeah. We're human, we want to sin. That's all we want to do. Yeah. We want to have a good time. We want to sin. We want to do the wrong things. But it's harder to do the right thing. Because mm-hmm. he gave us free will. And, and and nothing's changed. Between, Nothing has yeah. changed. Just like if we were them, this could be written about us. Robin and Amy, yeah. <laughs> when they went to the promised land and they were in their indifferent attitude to, to sin. Why were they still sassy? Yeah. It would say the same thing. It would. It would. Because it's just human nature. Yeah. You know? And Sadly. The, and possibly this is, the, this is the way the Bible's saying... They're they're just sinners like everyone else. They're just sinners like the rest of us. Mm. Yeah. It's the exact same, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the second half of chapter 31 deals with the plunder of livestock and metals from the Midianites and how it was to be divided among uh, the, the Israelites, among the people. Because during, you know, during the battle, they got a lot of stuff. Um. Did you want to read the note from notes from that part? Sure. If I could say something real Please. quick about Balaam. Oh yeah. Um, his strengths, strengths and accomplishments were that he was widely known for his effective curses and blessings. He obeyed God and blessed Israel in spite of Balak's bribe. Oh yeah. His weakness and mistake was that he encouraged the Israelites to worship idols. And he returned to Moab and was killed in war. Mm -hmm. 
The lesson from his life was motives are just as important as actions. Your treasure is where your heart is. And hit the key verse was, they have wandered off the right road and followed the footsteps of Balaam, son of Beor, who loved to earn money by doing wrong. But Balaam was stopped from his mad course when his donkey rebuked him with a human voice. Yeah, that's Remember right. Remember when the donkey said, no, I'm not going to go. Yeah, and he was beating him. And why yeah. are you treating me like this? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So I just thought I'd re- Iterate that because when we weren't sure about what Balaam had did, all his nonsense. Okay, no, thank thought, you. Okay, thank you for not letting that that go. Thank you. You. Oh yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. No, so, don't apologize. That's wonderful. Okay, so am I reading 33 here? Are we on that? No, or no, am I no. Reading the um, notes? Did you? Did you have any notes for uh, the second half of chapter 31? Yes. Yes, I did. Moses told the Israelites to give a portion of the war plunder to God. Another portion was to go to the people who remained behind. Similarly, the money we earn is not ours alone. Everything we possess comes directly or indirectly from God and ultimately belongs to Him. We should return a portion to Him and also share a portion with those in need. Hmm. Did you have anything else for chapter 31? I do have one more. Uh After carefully accounting for all their men, the officers discovered that not one soldier had been lost in battle. Wow. At once they thanked God. After going through tough times, we should be quick to thank God for delivering us and protecting us. Yeah. That's for sure. Not one soldier. Can you believe that? Okay, so anything else for chapter 31? I don't have anything else. Okay, so chapter 32... Uh, Now, two of the tribes that had a large amount of livestock found that the land outside of the promised land was perfect for their needs. And the leaders approached, those two leaders approached uh, Moses and asked if they could live there instead of in Canaan. And Moses was really mad at first, you know, thinking those folks didn't want to fight with with the Israelites. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't the case. No. No. Um, they wanted to fight with, with their fellow Israelites, and so Moses agreed. Um, did you have anything for that? Yes. It was um, the three tribes, Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, wanted to live east of the Jordan River, sometimes referred to as the Transjordan area, on land they had already conquered. Moses immediately assumed that they had selfish motives and were trying to avoid helping the others fight for the land across the river. But Moses jumped to the wrong conclusion. In dealing with people, we must find out all the facts before making up our minds. We should automatically assume that their motives we shouldn't automatically assume that their motives are wrong, even if the plan sounds suspicious. That's true. Yeah, it is. It's very easy. I've done it many times. It's very easy to just come to the wrong conclusion about something or somebody. Yes, it is. It's very easy. Yeah. Something on 3216. It says a simple fold for livestock had four roughly built stone walls, high enough to keep wild animals out. The three tribes who chose to remain east of the Jordan River wanted to build sheepfolds to protect their flocks and cities to protect their families before men crossed the river to help the rest of the tribes conquer the promised land. Was it three tribes or two tribes? Well, I have three here, but it says... What does it say say in the Bible? Did I read it wrong? Because that's possible. The tribes of Reuben and Gad own vast numbers of livestock. But you know what? It just says a half tribe okay. in the notes. Okay. All right. So I don't know. I didn't want to be giving out false information yeah. there. Either way, yeah. it was a small amount of tribes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anything else for 32? I have um, the land on the east side of the Jordan River had been conquered. The hard work was done by all of the tribes together. But the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh did not stop after their land was cleared. They promised to keep working with the others until everyone's land was conquered. 
After others have helped you, do you make excuses to escape helping them? Mm. Finish the whole job, even those parts that they that may not benefit you directly. Mm. That's all I have there. Yeah, that was that you know that was that was great. I mean, I love that part. They were like, "Listen, we're with the, you guys. We're with the Israelites, yeah. but this land is going to be better for us." Right. Yeah. For those and yeah, everything. Yep. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay, so chapter 33. Chapter 33 was was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it included that detailed list of the Israelites' journey from Egypt to the promised land. Yes. By Moses. Yeah. And I mean, I, I I'm not going to get in detail, super detail about yeah. it, but it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. Did you have notes for that part? I have um, just that um, Israel finally became the people who could invade the land of Canaan and claim claim the promised land God made to Abraham. Mm. It says, have you made spiritual progress lately? Recording your thoughts about God and lessons you have learned over a period of time can be a valuable aid to spiritual growth. A record of your spiritual pilgrimage will let you check up on your progress and avoid repeating past mistakes. Mm. Now, would you mind reading uh, chapter 33, verses 50 through 53? Yes, not at all. Let me find it. While they were camped near the Jordan River on the plains of Moab opposite Jericho, the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you cross the Jordan River into the land of Canaan, you must drive out all the people living there. You must destroy all their carved and molten images and demolish all their pagan shrines. Take possessions of the land and settle in it, because I have given it to you to occupy. So that part is super important. Yeah. That is exactly what the Israelites were supposed to do. And it, as we learn short, coming up shortly, they don't completely do it. It's interesting how everything is leading up. I know. You know, how God, it's it's... Putting all the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. You know. I want I want to say let I want him to say, now let me repeat this. <laughs> Is everyone looking this way? Woohoo. <laughs> right here. God said that? Woohoo. I know, like, let me just repeat this. Okay? This is important. This is now this is what you're supposed to do. If you have any questions here. Now's the time to ask. Do you? Yes. All of the idols. Don't just kick one over to the side and think no one's going to see it. All the idols. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to make a difference down the road. Yeah. People. People. <laughs> Woohoo. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. Um, did you have a note for that part? I did. God told Moses that before the Israelites settled in the promised land, they should drive out the wicked inhabitants and destroy their idols. In Colossians 3, Paul encourages us to live as Christians in the same manner, throwing away our old way of living and moving ahead into our new life of obedience to God and faith in Jesus Christ. Like the Israelites moving into the promised land, we can destroy the wickedness in our lives or we can settle down and live with it. To move in and possess the new life, we must drive out the sinful thoughts and practices to make room for the new. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also in that section, I had a note. Um, why were the Israelites told to destroy the people living in Canaan? God had several compelling reasons for giving this command. And then I thought we would go through those. Oh, okay. Um, number one was God was stamping out the wickedness of an extremely sinful group of nations. The Canaanites brought on their own punishment. Idol worship expressed their deepest evil desires. It ultimately led to the worship of Satan and the total rejection of God. 
God could have, no, but God could have taken them anywhere. Yeah. But he took them to an, a region that was sinful, that was, you know, they, they didn't believe in God. That's in, I, I don't know. Yeah, he could have, he could have zapped all that away. He could have, he could have zapped everything and said, yeah. here you go. Or he could have just given them X, Y, Z. This is where you're living now and it's fresh and here you go. Yeah. But no. Nope. No. Nope. Um, number two, God was using Moses and Israel to judge Canaan for its sins and fulfillment of the prophecy in Genesis uh, verse uh, chapter 9, verse 25. And there it says, Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the third note they had was God wanted to remove all trace of pagan beliefs and practices from the land. He did not want his people to mix or compromise with idolatry in any way. The Israelites did not fully understand God's reasons and they did not carry out his command. This eventually led them to compromise and corruption. In all areas of life, we should obey God's word without question because we know he is just even if we cannot fully understand his overall purpose. Yeah. So he wasn't going to make it uh, easy. Like, here you go. No. It's like, no, you got to drive this out. Yeah, you've got to do it. And then, um, and then the Lord explained to Moses how the land, the promised land, was going to be distributed. Um, could you please, oh, no, this is me. Numbers uh, chapter 33, verses 55 and 56. But if you fail to drive out the people who live in the land... Those who remain will be like splinters in your eyes and thorns in your sides. They will harass you in the land where you live. And I will do to you what I had planned to do to them. Um, Did you have any notes for that? Yes. If you don't do the job right the first time, it often becomes much more difficult to accomplish. God warned that if the Israelites did not drive the wicked inhabitants out of the promised land, Later, these people would become a source of great irritation. That is exactly what happened. Just as the Israelites were hesitant to clear out all the wicked people, we are sometimes hesitant to clear out all the sin in our lives, either because we are afraid of it, as the Israelites feared the giants, or because it seems harmless and attractive, as sexual sin seemed. But Hebrews 12.1 tells us to strip off the sin that so easily trips us up. We all have idols we don't want to let go of. A bad habit, an unhealthy relationship, a certain lifestyle. If we allow these idols to dominate us, they will cause serious problems later. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Anything else for chapter 33? No, that's it. Okay, so chapter 34. Now the Lord explained to Moses what the Canaan boundaries were for the Israelites geographically. And the Lord also designated Eleazar and Joshua to divide the land among the Israelites. And the leaders of each tribe are listed. Um, Anything for that part? The land was given by God as an inheritance. No tribe was to claim its own land. The boundaries declared by God are larger than the area actually occupied by the Hebrews. The boundaries correspond more to the land conquered by David and to the ideal territory portrayed by Ezekiel. The size of the land portrays God's generosity. He always gives us more than we could ask or think. And he made it very easy for the israelites there wasn't going to be any fighting as far as oh we get this and you get this and you get this no it was all laid out yep yes it was um did you have another note or anything for i do okay in god's plan for settling the land he explained what to do communicated this clearly to moses and assigned specific people to oversee the appointment of the land No plan is complete until each job is assigned and everyone understands their responsibilities. When you have a job to do, determine what must be done, give clear instructions, and put people in charge of each part. That's good. That is good. Yes. For so much. Yes, it is. 
Okay. Uh, anything else for 34? No. All right. Chapter 35. Uh, the first half of chapter 35, the Lord explained to Moses what land the Levites would own when they entered the promised land. And the second half provided more details regarding the cities of refuge, what they were for, uh, the, the means of harming another person. So like a piece of iron or stone. Yes. And whether it was considered murder and what would happen to the accused. Um, there's a couple notes in that section. Yes. Did, did you want to read one Sure. Of the Levites were ministers. They were supported by the tithes of the people who gave them home, who gave them homes, flocks, and pasture lands. Likewise, we are responsible to provide for the needs of our ministers and missionaries so they can be free to do their God-ordained work. Of the 48 cities given to the Levites, six were cities of refuge. These six cities were probably put under the Levite supervision because they would be the most impartial judges. Such cities were needed because the ancient customs of justice called for revenge in the event of the death of a relative or loved one. The Levites would hold a preliminary hearing outside the gates while the accused person was kept in the city until the time of his trial. If the killing was judged accidental, the person would stay in the city until the death of the high priest. At that time, he would be allowed to go free. And if he could start a new life without worrying about avengers, if it was not accidental, the person would be delivered to the slain person's avengers. This system of justice shows how God's law and his mercy go hand in hand. Yeah, that must have been an issue. Yeah. I mean, there must have been a lot of there, yeah. murders. Yes, sir. Or it wouldn't be in here. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to read the next one? Sure. If anyone died because of violence, murder, or was of violence, murder was assumed. But the murder suspect was not automatically assumed guilty. The cities of refuge, refuge assured the accused that justice would be served. But if that person left the city, then he or she would be assumed guilty and able to be killed by the avenging party. The people were to be intolerant of the sin, yet impartial to the accused, so as to have a fair trial. The cities of refuge, refuge represented God's concern for justice in a culture that did not always protect the innocent. It is unjust both to overlook wrongdoing and to jump to conclusions about guilt. When someone is accused of wrongdoing, stand up for justice, protect those not yet proven guilty, and listen carefully to all sides of the story. Yeah, it's true. It is. Mm -hmm. All right, anything else for 35? No, that's all. Okay, chapter 36, the last chapter in Numbers. I can't believe it. Yeah. Now, there was a bit of a kerfuffle regarding the sisters. Yes, there was. Who inherited the father's land. And what happens to this land um, if they marry outside their tribe? And so the Lord told Moses, if you would please read uh, Numbers chapter 36, verses 6 and 7. Yes, let me get. This is what the Lord commands concerning the daughters of Zelophead. Let them marry anyone they like, as long as it is within their own ancestral tribe. No one, none of the territorial land may be passed from tribe to tribe. For all the land given to each tribe must remain within the tribe to which it was first allotted. The daughters throughout the tribes of Israel, who are in line to inherit property, must marry within their tribe, so that all the Israelites will keep their ancestral property. No grant of land may pass from one tribe to another. Each tribe of Israel must keep its allotted portion of land. The daughters of Zelophead did as the Lord commanded Moses. Mala, Tizra, Holga, Milcah, and Noah all married cousins of their father's side. They married into the clans of Manasseh, son of Joseph. Thus, their inheritance of land remained within the ancestral tribe. Ooh, I went on. <laughs> Girl! <laughs> I was like, six and seven are a lot lengthier than I remember. 
You couldn't stop me. No. You were meant to read those verses. I was like going on and on. <laughs> I was obsessed with it. That was great. You needed yeah, to know. I guess I did. <laughs> wow. So the Lord settled that. Uh, did you have any notes for chapter 36? I did. Let me get there. So Moses commanded that in such cases the women should marry men in their own clan and tribe so that each tribe would retain its original inheritance. Later, when the tribes received their land under Joshua, the daughters of Zelophead received their inheritance as God had instructed. We don't have to look far to find those who want to be considered special cases and exceptions to the rule. But wise leaders will sort out those who have legitimate concerns and make sure that justice is done in these special situations. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's the truth. It really is. Mm-hmm. There's always a special case. Yeah. Is there anything else for chapter 36? Not that I see. All right. Well, I have a, an ending note here. Oh, good. The book of Numbers covers 39 years and closes with the Israelites poised near the banks of the Jordan River and with the promised land in sight. The wanderings in the wilderness had come to an end and the people were preparing for their next big move, the conquest of the land. The Apostle Paul says that the events described in Numbers are examples that warn us and help us avoid the Israelites' mistakes. Um, and that's from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1-12. through 12. From their experiences, we learn that unbelief is disastrous. We also learn not to long for the sinful pleasures of the past to avoid complaining and to stay away from all forms of sexual sin. We must not weaken our biblical beliefs by compromising them with our culture's values. If we choose to let God lead our lives, we should not ignore his message in the book of Numbers. You know, honestly... When you started from their experiences, we learn Mm -hmm. that absolutely one million percent could be read for today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't long for sinful pleasures. Avoid complaining. Stay away from sexual sin. Don't this one. We must not weaken our biblical beliefs. By compromising them with our culture's values. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah, that gets watered down a lot. Oh, yeah. In, in today's in today's culture, I think. 100%. Yeah. You know, if you choose to let God lead your lives and don't ignore his message in the book of Numbers. Yeah. If you're having a hard time and you don't have your Bible and... You're having a hard time with sexual sin or any sin. Maybe look up what is God's main message in Numbers, in the book of Numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, see what it says. Yeah. But make sure it's from a good source. Yes. Even put uh, Spurgeon's, what does Spurgeon say about God's message? Or Bible hub. You know, make sure it's not from some wackadoodle... <laughs> person or something make sure it's from a very old you know but if you're new to the bible that may be difficult because you don't know a -a wackadoodle from a non-wackadoodle yes so like spurgeon macarthur bible hubs okay um that's who i would there's some right there or put um or maybe if if you go to uh, if you go to um, like a Billy Graham website, yes, that could lead Amen. you somewhere. That's right. Okay, there you go. Yeah, just don't go to some. Oh, what's the new thought on? No, there's you don't no want, new. No, you don't want any new thoughts on anything. Yeah, there's nothing new. And remember, we're not perfect. Oh no, we're gonna sin our whole get go. Yeah. How many times have we sinned with this sassiness already? Ugh. Too much. We, but our heart's in the right place. Yeah. Lord we, knows that. Did you have anything else before we get to information or? Um, I did not have any, anything. No. All right. Not that I know of. All right. So let's get into some information. 
Okay. Uh, the email is basicbiblestudy19, the number 19, at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash mybasicbiblestudy. Uh, the website is mybasicbiblestudy.com, and you can find all the information uh, on, on the website. Next time, Amy. Yes. We are going into Deuteronomy. We're going to focus on chapters 1 through 4. Dude. Dude. Good old dude. Yeah. I, our gospel song. <gasps> yes. Is it do you my have turn? one? I do. Oh, hold okay. on. I'm, hold on. I, a song. I got a whole album. Oh, what did he do? What did he do? I came ready. Hold on. Okay. So my pick is a full album. Okay. It's called Good God! Exclamation mark. A gospel funk hymnal. Oh, it, there's 18 songs on there, and it's kind of an, um, it's by various artists. It's kind of an obscure album, but it's on Amazon Music, Amazon Prime Music. I don't know, and it might be on YouTube. So, good God, a gospel funk hymnal, and it's just a bunch of wonderful gospel songs. I can't wait to hear it yeah a couple of my favorites are by the mighty walker brothers oh um like god's been good to me um i thank the lord by mighty voices of wonder and i believe there is a second volume as well uh gospel funk hymnal volume two okay but uh definitely volume one so that's my pick okay got it good Anything else? That's it for me. All right. Well, we hope everyone has a blessed week. Thank you for joining us. Yes. God bless. God bless. Take care.